Welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. I am here joined by my hosts. We have JC back in the room today, as well as Brianna. And we have a really exciting episode today. So we've been doing a lot of really informative, informative discussions. We've been sharing a lot of information about relationships. And today we want to start with our first ever interview have our first guest on the show. And we really wanted to elaborate as well, since we've been talking, you know, and sharing out our crisis line and sharing out a little bit about our agency throughout this. Uh, we also wanted to kind of dive in today and let our listeners out there know uh, what our agency does, what our agency provides the community, what Live Violence Free really is. And we're also going to be introducing as our guest, our new executive director of our agency today. So that being said, uh, Ms. JC, if you don't mind giving a little bit of an overview of some of the services that we provide at Live Violence Free. Absolutely. Thank you, Lisa, for starting us off. So as many of you know, we're a nonprofit agency, so all our services are actually free. We have a 24-hour crisis line that is available 365 days a year. So we are, we've had that crisis line for quite a while now. If you are ever in a situation where you're in crisis and seeking help, you can contact that line. You'll be connected to one of our advocates. And again, it's a 24-hour crisis line, 365 days a year. We also have safe housing. So safe housing is really critical and important for those that are living in a situation where it's unsafe for them, right? And so we offer survivors of abuse a place to find safety, support, and healing in our confidential shelter of housing. And we also do housing assistance. So definitely, if you are in need and you have experienced domestic violence, sexual assault, um, please contact us. We also have legal service. So this program um, really provides you experienced and skilled legal team here at our office. So we have people that can help you directly in regards to any legalities. So if that's divorce, right, or that's possibly custody restraining orders, we do have someone that is available to help you. We also have counseling. So if you're looking for um, individual therapy, which we think is really critical and important, right, when it comes to healing from trauma or any abuse that you have experienced, we have amazing therapists available to help you with that. We also have bilingual therapists who speak Spanish um, that can also provide that direct service. We also have a program that's called Parent to Parent, where uh, supervised visitations and exchanges are provided. So uh, when families have a history of domestic violence or there is suspected child abuse, a judge will sometimes decide that a third person should be present for um, supervised visitations to kind of monitor the, the non-custodial parent or that parent um, that may have you know, either uh, abuse the child or abuse the parent. And it's a great buffer. Um, it's a great way for parents to be able to be provided with some time with their child, but in a monitored way. We also have basic needs. So Live Violence Free helps with basic needs, such as like food and clothing every Thursday. Uh, this is a community resource. Anyone in the community who's in need is able to receive food and clothing. So this is open to anyone here in South Lake Tahoe. And I know Alpine also has basic needs available. We also do outreach. Uh, we provide awareness and education in our community in regards to domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse. We do it through presentations and events and a lot of partnerships here in South Lake Tahoe and Alpine. And then we also have prevention education 
which is what we all do here, Lisa and Brianna and I. Um, and so what we do is we provide our schools with prevention education curriculums and hopes to prevent child abuse, sexual assault, and domestic violence. So we do do a lot. We do provide so many services that are free and available for those who have experienced domestic violence, child abuse, or sexual assault. So just know that these services are here for you um, and you're you know, one call away, so you can always contact our crisis line to get connected to us. So with that being said, Brianna, do you mind providing us with a little bit of um, overview in regards to our agency? Yeah, so I'm actually just going to tease a little bit of the history of our agency right now, because next month in December, we will actually have someone who was a former executive director. See, I'm going to tease this. I'm not going to tell you who it is. <laughs> but this person was actually crucial in implementing the Alpine office. So, I mean, obviously a personal favorite of mine because that's my office. <laughs> But she's really going to help us dive into where did we come from? Where did we start? You know, I know I'm speaking for all of us when I say we are so proud to work for Live Violence Free because there are so many services that we offer. You know, we really try to be that one-stop shop. I mean, JC just listed so many resources that I think it's kind of rare for that to be all-encompassing in <clears throat> just one organization. And so... That has been over 40 years of work in development. The Violence Free started, I believe, 43 years ago. Started just in a, a cabin with a payphone. And so I hope that piques your interest a little bit about uh, where we started and then now all of the services we have now. And in a future episode, you'll get to hear some of the, the workings along the way of how we got to be this one-stop shop that we are today. But right now, speaking of present things that are going on, <laughs> we have a new executive director. She started with us last month and we are bringing her on now. So I have the great honor of introducing <laughs> to you. <laughs> this is Chelsea Thomas, our new executive director. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on. This is so fun. Yes. We're so excited to have you. I know that we've all been really excited to start our interview episodes. So we are just <laughs> ready to ask these questions and we know yes. you're ready to answer them. So you got it. Let's go ahead and dive in. We are going to do some questions to get to know you professionally. Okay. And we're also going to throw you a couple curveballs right here at the beginning, <laughs> mm -hmm. just to, you know, we like to have our personalities shine through a little bit. So we want to give you the opportunity to have that as well. I love it. So I'm going to start it off with a would you rather question. It's <laughs> a great <laughs> a place one. to start. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So Chelsea, would you rather go back in time and meet your ancestors or travel to the future and meet your great grandchildren. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, you know what? I would love to go back in time. Um, I am so interested in history and I think to really understand where we are today, you need to understand where we came from. So I would love, you know, oftentimes when I think about some of the stuff that is going on in the world, I think, wow, like, 
what would I be thinking if I was in this position 50 years ago? Um, mm -hmm. What was my family doing 100 years ago? And so I'm really interested in that kind of stuff. Um, I would love, to, you know, what was my family doing in the 60s? What were they doing at the turn of the century? I just think that would be so cool to see. Um, and I would also be really interested because on my father's side, we have a real clear history, you know, came from Scotland and, you know, Italy. And there's like this real solid family tree. But on my mother's side, we're like, we're these mutts and we have no idea <laughs> who we are and what we did. So I would love to kind of know some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Very I cool. love that. I always like to think about too, like getting to see your family back in time. Like when you were like, yeah, what were like my grandparents and my parents doing in the sixties? I'm like, what was my parents doing in the sixties? You know, like I would love, yeah. I would love to just kind of backtrack and like, what were you guys doing when you were my age? You know? I'm so glad yeah. I'm not the only one that, that thinks that way. Cause I often think that way. Like, I wonder what they were doing like the early <laughs> 1900s. Like, what did they do in this type of situation? Like, cause we sometimes yeah, think that yeah. we, we see the movies and everything, but of what was it actually like? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so thank you, Chelsea. Yeah. That was awesome, Andrew. I love yeah. that. So yeah. on to our next fun question. If you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? Mm. Um, definitely teleportation. Um, I love, yeah, I love to travel. And so I would love to be able to, you know, after this be like, bye gals going to Bali, you know, right now, um, you know, yes, I'll be back by lunch. You know, <laughs> I would love to just be able to go anywhere and everywhere. That's a good Yeah. One. You're like, I'm going there for lunch. I'll yeah, be right well, yeah. I'll be back. Nice. Yeah. That really fresh sushi. You got to go get it. Yeah. I'll be back before I'll one. Be yes. Yeah. It's fine. That sounds amazing. That's a solid, yeah. right? Yeah. Solid answer with the teleportation. Very solid answer. Mm -hmm. All right. And I think Lisa has another fun question okay. for you. <laughs> I do. So this is actually um, and a little piece for our viewers as well as our guests. So this is going to be a question that every single time that we have a guest in the future, Ooh. we are going to ask them this question because okay. we were loving the idea of these fun questions. I mean, if you've been watching our podcast, you can see we're pretty off the cuff. Um, we are pretty just who we are. We like to have fun. We like to really get personal with things sometimes. So we were having a lot of fun thinking of these questions. And we came up with this one as a collective group. And we were like, we have to ask this to everyone. So premiere, okay. Miss okay. Chelsea, Ooh. if you could have lunch, you could have lunch with anyone oh. in the world, alive or past, who would it be and why? Oh, I love this question because I feel like my answer is always changing, kind of like depending mm. on where I'm at in my life or what is going on in the world. Um, okay, let me still see. <laughs> so at this moment, at this moment, I think I would love, gosh, it's between Oprah and Nelson Mandela. Or mm. or Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Who am I gonna choose? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I think I'll I'll say Nelson Mandela at this point. Um, I had a really cool opportunity last year to travel to South Africa, and I got to go visit Cape Town, and I got to um, go to the prison island where he was incarcerated, and then I also got to visit the house where once he um, got out of prison where he was homed until he was released back to the public, and I was just really struck by his life story and his ability to just 
rise against everything that was going on in kind of South African history and the in all those different contexts during that time in the 90s, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, there was just so much going on. And to be able to kind of rise above that. Um, mm -hmm. I also got the chance to meet one of his warders. He was, uh, he kind of gave a tour of the house and his prison cell. And he was the guy who, um, who cooked all of his meals and uh, kind of kept all of his meetings in line and he was just talking about how he kind of helped everyone around him rise up it wasn't just um minority populations it was also the prison guards and everyone around him and kind of educating everyone around him on this shared experience and to be able to go beyond that um so i would just love as a leader to like kind of know and really understand those experiences and how you kind of create that shared um experience between such different people in a world that's yeah. amazing i yeah, think I just thinking inspired. too <laughs> yeah and i like thinking too that it went obviously beyond a political movement for him and the way that he interacted with the world around him and interacted with people that it was just a way of being and throughout that yeah. oppression and all of the, you know, the apartheid and everything going on at that time for him to be yeah. able to embody that. Yeah, that's really, yeah. it's an incredible thing to think about really as well cool. as, yeah, another incredible answer. So all thank right. you, oh. <laughs> we appreciate yeah. you, you know. And I think that's perfect because you said that you've met the person who has had lunch with him. Yes. So that's like, if we're talking six degrees of separation, like yeah. you're only two degrees of separation from actually having lunch. <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, okay, it worked out. You're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, yeah, I just basically had lunch with him. So it's great. <laughs> I pretty much had lunch with Mel Fernando. You know, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, that's that was awesome. Um, we yeah. appreciate you so much for letting us kind of throw yeah. you some of those curveballs. We never prepared you questions, but we were like, yeah. hey, you know, you're on one conversation. We like to have yeah. fun here. Um, but that being said, we definitely have some more professional perspective questions as well. You know, we're mm -hmm. so excited to have you as our new executive director and just to share mm -hmm. publicly as well. We just had a meeting yesterday and I think someone described it so perfectly that Chelsea coming in as our new director felt like a warm blanket of just support and just good energy. And I was like, that was worded perfectly because that's really how that was so sweet. That was so sweet. I was like, oh, that's like the best piece of feedback I could ever have. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's honestly, and it's honestly perspective been, yeah. been true as well, right? So we mm -hmm. really wanted an opportunity today to not only have some fun, ask some fun, weird questions, but also get to know you it. a little bit professionally. To let our listeners and hopefully members of the South Lake Tahoe community yeah. that are listening get to know you a little bit better as well. So I think we're going to kick it off with our, our serious topics now. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> because we stay so serious. Yeah, we're so <laughs> serious. <laughs> All right. So question one, mm -hmm. how long have you been involved in nonprofits and how did you start to get involved in nonprofits? Sure. So I've always been in the nonprofit sector. Um, I've been working for nonprofits, um, you know, over my professional career, 12 plus years. And so I've been in a lot of different roles, um, everything from providing direct services as a case manager and advocate, and then kind of making my way um, to some senior level leadership. I've really always been drawn to this type of work and really drawn to social equity issues and finding solutions to social problems. You know, when you guys um, 
forwarded me this question beforehand, it really, I kind of took an introspective look at myself of why did I get into nonprofits? You know, why am I here? You know, and looking back to my childhood and kind of my younger years, I kind of realized that there were definitely moments and experiences and kind of things about my environment that I definitely think impacted my trajectory to where I am today. And so I was kind of thinking about just my upbringing and, you know, what that was all about. Um, I grew up in a very blue collar working class family. I was raised in a single parent um, household and my mom and I, we were always living with family. And so a lot of um, a lot of my childhood was living with my grandparents. And so growing up, my grandpa, he was a carpenter and then he was later a representative of the carpenters union in town. And so I remember going with him to the picket line and supporting union strikes at the casinos. And we would go you know, out in front of grocery stores and we'd be at the hospital. And I was always like tagging along, kind of seeing him be, be this person who was being a voice for what matters. Um, I remember my great aunt, she works for one of the local food pantries. So we were always volunteering during the holidays making holiday food bags. Um, so I think from the, a very young age, I was really instilled with these values of advocacy and supporting one another and really being a voice for those that always didn't have one. Um, and I just really have felt this kind of strong social responsibility. And in kind of thinking about this question, I was also feeling very grateful for my education. Um, my grandparents were the first in their family to um, graduate from high school. So for me, um, they were always very encouraging to further your education and kind of making sure that we had um, kind of had that opportunity and be able to kind of move forward. So, you know, I feel grateful for, um, for my education and kind of being in a place to where I can kind of be a voice and take that social responsibility. I think in my early 20s, I definitely had this aha moment of, um, you know, I was trying to, you know, obviously as anyone in the early 20s trying to figure out like, what am I gonna do with my life? What do I wanna do? And I always had these, these interests and I just didn't know how to align those in a career. And I realized I just had this moment of, oh my gosh, social justice, social issues, like solving social problems. And so I think ever since then, I've just been really drawn to nonprofits and being able to provide support services and intervention and prevention and really kind of looking at these big social and community issues. That's amazing. It, to kind of go back to that comment, right, of you coming into the agency and feeling like that warm, supportive blanket, it seems like it's amazing because it seems like that was kind of your upbringing, right? Was this warm supportive blanket of these values and these ideas and how important it is to use your education and mm -hmm. use your platform and mm -hmm. give back. And yeah, yeah, that's really, that's really incredible. Totally. Um, yeah. Um, and I think my mom had me at a pretty young age and we always kind of said it, it takes a village. And I think mm -hmm. that I kind of, that's, that, that's how I look at life. It, you know, it takes a village. Yeah, just kind of attaching it to that community yeah. support, right? Yeah. And that way that we build off one another and support each other. Totally. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for getting personal, Chelsea, yeah. and sharing that with us. Yeah. Like, I love this. I feel like we get to know you a little bit better and on a personal mm -hmm. level as well uh, and professional. So yeah. and with that I was being just said, thinking that like, yeah, everybody's going to hear this, but we get the first, yeah. like, uh -huh. thing, like, the first glimpse <laughs> into the life. <laughs> I love it. 
And with that being said, Chelsea, like how can someone become a leader in our community in your perspective? Like how can someone in our community become a leader? Yes. I love this question because when it comes to community leadership, it's anyone can be a community leader. Um, I think the thing about leadership is that it doesn't matter your title. It doesn't matter your education. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your gender. Um, community leadership is for everyone and it's in anyone. Um, no one is too small <laughs> to make a difference. And I always love to think about um, like Dr. Seuss books, like Horton Hears a Hue and the Lorax. And we get these really cool lessons about mm -hmm. doing the right thing. You're not too small to make an impact. You know, if you care a lot, then, you know, then you, you can do something kind of with that passion and, um, and realizing that everyone matters and everyone has a role. So I think to be a community leader, you just have to have some of those inner drives and some of those inner qualities. Um, it's not about being superhuman or being a hero. Um, I think we often have a misconception that in order to be a leader, you have to kind of have your cape on and you're this lone person that like goes out and saves the world. <laughs> no, you know, that's not how it works. Community leaders are everyone in the community. Um, so I think that you just kind of have to have the courage to maybe shake in your boots, but still have a voice. Um, becoming a leader is about just having empathy for others, um, listening and learning, just showing up authentically and realizing that, yes, you're going to make mistakes. But if you have the, that open ears and that open heart, you're really going to be able to, um, to make an impact. I think that our community really depends on everyone and, and everyone that has a stake in it. So it can often feel very overwhelming when we're thinking about um, big societal changes or big things that are going on in our community. But if we can kind of come at a community level and tackle those little things, it's it really is exciting at a community level what you can do. Um, I think as a community, especially where we are in kind of Tahoe and Alpine, um, we can all kind of take a take a stake in its well-being and and try to improve on, at any kind of small level. And you know, anyone can go speak at a city council meeting. Anyone can organize a cleanup group in their neighborhood. Anyone can educate their family and talk to them about a particular issue. You can join a club, you can volunteer. Um, it's just a matter of kind of taking that step and really daring to lead and um, attaching yourself to something that is meaningful to you, I see. I didn't like that idea too, that it's about courage. <laughs> yeah, we were all so excited. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> but I love the idea that it's about courage too. Yes. It is. Yes. I think for some people that don't have a title, don't have that direct access to, yes. you know, feel like they have that power or able to make that change. It takes the courage to go and figure out what you can do. Right. And I think you've came up with some really excellent examples of, mm -hmm. you know, even how sometimes young people, right. Cause I feel like young people, a lot of the time feel stuck. I just had a conversation with my youth leaders at a meeting on election day. So we had the day off for election day to go and vote and, you know, take care of ourselves, take care of others. And I decided to still meet with them because I thought it was really important to check in, to see how they're doing, to decompress. And we had a, a, a big conversation about a lot of them feeling rather stuck. And it was a great conversation to have it opened the opportunity, right, to kind of discuss, well, here's what we can do at your age, because a lot of them were really frustrated that I can't vote. So I can't 
make decisions for me in my future. And so we started to get into that conversation of, okay, well, yeah, you can't vote yet, but what can we do, right? We can educate other people yep. on policies or on, you know, politics that we are, uh, that fit or do not fit our values. We can do things within our community. We can spread awareness right. in that way. And so I love that idea of thinking about it. It, it does take courage. It takes courage yeah. to maybe be mm -hmm. the only one standing up and saying something when yep. you don't have that stable platform, um, yep. when you're trying to figure out what I can do. And so, yeah, I really love and appreciate kind of thinking mm -hmm. about it in that aspect that it's it's really about courage more than it is anything else, not a title or a position that you hold. Yep, exactly. And, you know, Chelsea, you highlighted, you know, being real and being authentic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a great quality to have as a, as a leader because it's not mm -hmm. easy to be raw and to be transparent yeah. to really, you know, talk about how you're really feeling and mm -hmm. have those conversations. But we know that great conversations come from being vulnerable, from being yeah. raw, from being real. And that's what we're all about. So when you said that, I was like, oh. It's just like hit that spot yeah. <laughs> uh, just because that's really what we're going for here through our podcast, yeah. right? Like having these tough conversations, being real and being vulnerable. Yep. So with that being said, mm -hmm. what are the most, ex what are you most excited about in this new role as ED at LVF? Well, I mean, first off, I'm just feeling extremely honored to be in this role. Um, this, yeah, this is just to be, just to even have had an interview and gotten to know everyone in the interview process, like that was just exciting in itself for me. And so now to be here um, is really special. Um, like I've said, I'm from Lake Tahoe. So to be able to kind of serve the community in this role is really, really exciting. Um, my roots are here and I'm just so passionate about our community's well-being and seeing everyone thrive and um, do well in their lives. Um, you know, my grandparents—they moved here to Tahoe in the fifties. They they met at Tahoe Bowl Lane Sixteen <laughs> at their local bowling alley. Um, <laughs> right, I know, right? Um, and our actually our LVF building in on in South Lake Tahoe. Um, my grandma mentioned that it used to be a church and she said, oh, I remember that I remodeled the bathroom downstairs and made curtains in the bathroom. And so <laughs> being able to just be in the space of that building is just really special for me. Um, I've been, you know, different places. I've lived in Seattle and Denver and some different places, but um, being back here is really important to me. I think I'm also just really excited about the work of the agency. You know, the agency is really taking this holistic and integrated approach to the work that it's doing and promoting a violence-free community. And, you know, you all, we're all doing this great work about providing services and support, but we're also looking at education, prevention, and really empowering clients with tools and resources for change. And I think that's a really unique thing that our agency is doing because not everyone is taking that, um, taking that perspective in their work. I think, you know, it's kind of a, a funky way to look at things, but I'm excited to be in this role because I think a good nonprofit is working to be out of business one day. Um, it's kind of a weird way to look at it, but I think if we as an agency can take this leadership role in the community of really providing prevention and really empowering our community to be violence-free and to one day being a violence-free community, that's where we're trying to head and we're trying to be out of business one day. So I appreciate this kind of big picture that the agency is taking. Um, 
And then I think on a personal level, I'm just really excited to push myself. Um, I've never been in ED before, so this is a whole new, uh, a whole new world for me. Um, and I'm just really excited to listen. I'm excited to learn. I'm excited to just kind of show up as me, <laughs> you know, bring my energy and my experiences and my background, and just kind of show up as, as who I am. Um, I'm excited to be daring, get vulnerable, and kind of be a voice for, for our agency and for our community. I really love this type of work. As you can see, I'm very animated. I get energized. <laughs> I get super energized by this type of work, and I love talking about it. I love collaborating, and I really love supporting a team of people in their old in their um, in their own growth. And so, really, I'm just excited to support the vision of our agency and really see some amazing things for our community. Well, we are just That's so wonderful. excited to have you. <laughs> so thank you so much. Yeah, I, I think I we've said that on the before that we're all trying to work ourselves out of a job. That's right? the yep. goal. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the goal. Yes. So I love that you said that. <laughs> the goal. Yeah. We've mm -hmm. definitely said that before. And I yep. just love your, your vulnerability that you're mm -hmm. willing to share and just willing to I, I'm just so excited. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm and our really listeners. I'm looking forward to, yeah. to everything that our agency will accomplish with you, um, the ways that we will thrive with you as our fearless leader. All right. <laughs> yeah. Our listeners are definitely well aware of how much we appreciate vulnerability. I think we've talked yeah. about it every episode mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form, how important it is to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we sincerely appreciate that from you today. So Good. we have Thank one you. last question yes, for you. Hey, so <laughs> our last question of the day is what makes you feel inspired mm. or what makes you feel like your best self? So maybe it's a, yes. a person, a thing, whatever, whatever you want to kind of answer with. Yeah. What yeah. Makes you feel you're inspired. I love, I just think this is such a cool question because I love, I love talking about this kind of stuff because I think we need to be reminded of it often. Um, we can get our heads kind of stuck in the sand on the day to day and we need to kind of resurface and say, whoa, 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 <laughs> you know, why am I here? What's my why? So I really appreciate mm -hmm. this question. Um, there are definitely things that really get the fire inside me, <laughs> that fire um, in my belly burning. Um, I love quotes and I love being reminded of, of great things people have said. And so when I was thinking about this question, I was, um, I thought about Representative John Lewis who recently passed away and he said, um, and I, I printed out because I just love it. Do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month or a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. Never ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. And so, for me, I think I love what inspires me is this idea of getting in good trouble. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. I love that. I just think that is so awesome. I'm really inspired by action. I'm really inspired by challenging the status quo and kind of getting into some good trouble sometimes because we got to do it to really make kind of that change that we want to in the world. Um, I also just get inspired by others. I love connection. I love hearing people's stories. I love to hear where they're coming from, their perspective, and to really just understand why they see the world the, the way um, that they do. Um, you know, we get very divisive sometimes in our modern <laughs> in society. And so to be able to just kind of get 
get down to the fact that we're all humans together, I am, it, that always feels really good to me. Um, and I think that's why I love collaborating so much and being able to, to work with everyone in our agency and work with everyone in the community, just because um, everyone's bringing that unique piece. And I think, you know, that corny thing of we're stronger together, it's corny, but it's really true. <laughs> you know, it's really, really true. Um, I think that, what else? inspires me. I really love just kind of embracing the unknown and kind of taking taking steps that haven't been taken before. Um, I think that I love going beyond my own limitations and kind of trying to step out of, of what I think I can do. Um, I love to keep growing. I'm always learning. I love to keep awareness of myself and try to keep grounded on the day to day. So um, for myself to kind of feel grounded and inspired, I love daily journaling, setting intentions, listing things I'm grateful for, just kind of those daily things that keeps you kind of mindful and um, connected to yourself and everyone else. Um, and I really, I really kind of, I get inspired by doing things. Um, I might be impulsive, but hopefully in a good way, <laughs> where it's like, um, I mentioned earlier last spring, I was um, doing some traveling. That was kind of an impulsive thing where I said, you know, I am working remotely and I'm teaching remotely. I'm going to school remotely. Why not go travel solo? And I kind of just decided to do that. And to me, that's always like gets my juices going. And um, so just really been able to kind of take the front seat of your own life. Um, I get uninspired by routine and kind of doing the same old, same old. So I feel inspired when I kind of get to be the driver of life and not to be a passenger. Um, I also feel good when I get to support and coach others. Um, seeing others thrive and do well brings me so much joy. Uh, I just love that. And I'm really excited about that for our agency to be able to, you know, see how we can all grow together as individuals and as a team. I'm excited for that. Um, so I just think for me, inspiration comes from just kind of going higher and higher, you know. Um, it's really kind of seeing my own light and seeing the light in others is what I find inspiring the most. Love that. I'm encouraged to hear that you'll support us getting in good trouble. Right. Don't you love that? <laughs> <laughs> we might have to bring that up and take away. Some kind of reminders. <laughs> yeah, that was really our big takeaway from that whole yeah, talk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I think what really echoes through is first off, I mean, I like that you brought up that quote um, talking about getting into good trouble. And that kind of just reverts back to what we were saying about being courageous, right? And having that courage to get out and get in that good trouble. And I think I really appreciate how I think what's really shown through is just your incredible passion for, it seems whatever you do, you have an incredible passion and um, just a really, really strong drive for. And so especially that, you know, you had such strong, wonderful values instilled from the beginning of your family and, you know, teaching you to kind of grow up in this environment where you extend your hand, you help others. And mm -hmm. the fact that you get to do that now in the community in which you were raised with those values, I think is doubly awesome. And so um, I know that we're really excited about your passion, your enthusiasm, 
and just you being your vulnerable, authentic self, which is just a go-getter and someone that seems that, you know, you're going to be terrific at inspiring us as the staff at LVF to provide the services we provide, Mm -hmm. but also our clients too. And that's, you know, what we're all about at our agency. We're an empowerment agency and that's got to come from the top down. So uh, we are so appreciative of you taking the time with us today, answering our fun and somewhat serious questions, Mm -hmm. getting, you know, even just to have us get to know you a little bit more, which I know I I could definitely speak for all of us and say, we appreciate, you know, having this conversation Mm -hmm. with you. But I think especially for our listeners out there, other staff that's going to listen, community Mm -hmm. members as well. And so that being said, you spoke a little bit to, uh, in your inspiration, the fact that you like to be grounded, you like Mm -hmm. to be centered. So if um, you've watched some of our episodes before, we finish Mm -hmm. every single episode with a meditation. So we're going to invite you, Chelsea, to meditate with us today. I would love to. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And for our listeners at home, as usual, if you are in a space right now where you Mm -hmm. can take on this meditation, feel free to find yourself in a comfortable seated position somewhere where you can fully relax your body. And I just want you to start kind of relaxing and sinking into your chair as you begin what we call our meditative breath. So taking nice deep breaths in through your nose and exhaling through your mouth. Take a deep breath in and a big breath out. Take a deep breath in. It's comfortable. Close your eyes and exhale. Take a deep breath in. And out. Take a deep breath in. Relax. Exhale and relax. Breathe in and relax. Exhale, relax. Breathe in and relax. Exhale, relax. Continue with this breathing until you're fully relaxed in your seat. Put all your focus on breathing in and breathing out. Take some moments. Notice the rise and fall of your belly. And concentrate on breathing in and out. Take a big breath in, fill your lungs, hold it, and exhale. Take a deep breath in, breathe in some kind words for yourself. Exhale negative self-talk. Breathe in some energy for the day. Exhale any anxiety. Take one last big breath in, as big as you can, and a big exhale. 
hand, you can slowly go back to your normal breathing. You can start to wiggle fingers and toes, roll wrists and ankles. Start to adjust in your seat. Get your blood flowing. If you have not already, you can gently float your eyes back open into the room. Make any adjustment you need, any stretch. Well, thank you. Thank you, Chelsea, for taking that moment yeah. and breathing with us. And thank you for all of our listeners out there who hopefully took some time and took some nice breaths with us. Uh, so again, I just want to say to Chelsea, thank you so much for being here today. I know that, again, we got to learn a whole great deal about you. Um, and we're really appreciative. I know our listeners were appreciative as well. Great. Absolutely. Thank you for allowing me the space to be a part of your guys' space. It's really wonderful. Thank you. It's been fun. You definitely have to come back. Yeah. Right, guys? <laughs> Can't wait. Yes. More curveballs to come. Yes. Can't uh, wait. <laughs> and to all our viewers, we need your help in ending violence. So to be part of the solution, go to www.liveviolencefree and click on one conversation. You can always you can also become a leader by doing that. We hope you will listen and join us again next time. Thank you all for being part of one conversation. And again, thank you so much, Chelsea, for being with us.